Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Callista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. Hello. Oh my gosh, I'm never here this early. Hi, ladies. What's I up? know. Jen was first one in. And well, yeah. I was trying to beat Jen specifically, too. I never beat Callie. Callie is always <laughs> there, of course. Callie time. on the quick draw. Yep. Every time. I was waiting on Silver. It's Silver's first... Uh, it's Silver's first podcast. Anchor so. recording. So we're seeing how know. the technology goes. That's 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 a learning curve. Uh-huh. There's there's tricks to it. So, ladies, how have your week been? Oh my god, guys, I am so tired. <laughs> Just exhausted. Yeah. It's, it's we true. survived Disney World. We survived Disney Earth, World yeah. slash Universal. It's one of those vacations that's fun, but it's not exactly a restful. We vacation. walked ten miles in one day. That's a lot of miles. That was just one day. I mean, yeah. we were doing it hardcore. We were like, this is it, kids. Oh, but did I tell you what happened, Maddie? Do tell. Okay. So you told us you have to get in the queue to get the Rise of the Resistance, right? Yeah. So we were staying at an off-site, not a Disney hotel. So my sister wakes up at like 10 to 7. And then 10 minutes later, she's waking me up. She's like, I can't figure out this freaking app. So we were trying for a while to, like, get it to work. Finally, she gets it to go through. And um, by the time we got into the queue, it was, like, 3.30 was the earliest we could get on the ride. So we're like, okay, fine. But then it wouldn't accept any of our credit cards. It was crazy. So we kind of gave up. We're like, we're just going to freewheel it today. Then later on in the more, like, I think she tried it one more time. And she's like, ooh, I got us reservations at 630. Like, we've got the perfect feed lean at 630. So we basically had to just, like, the kids were just waiting all day to do this ride. And we show up there, and the ride is down. (gasps) Yes. No. And I'm like, I mean, I felt really bad for this tweety bobber t- disney kid who's telling parents who by the way just spent a fortune <laughs> to get the children here and she, oh it was basically like God. don't murder me parents we we're like i was like are you kidding me they're like no so they said we don't know when it's gonna be back up and running you can go do other rides the lightning lane will be good all night we're like okay i was like we're just gonna stay calm we're gonna go to the other ride at toy story the little roller coaster that liam really wanted to go Another. on yeah we're gonna do the we're gonna do the Toy Story roller coaster. That we also had a lightning pass for. Perfect. We get to the roller coaster. That's down. The roller coaster, Rise of Resistance, and Tower of Terror, all down. Wow. I was like, oh boy, sweet mother of Mary. That's so, my sister, listen, I'm telling you guys, this medical training, it really makes for a calm human being. <laughs> yes. I was like internally screaming and she's just like, it's okay. It's okay. We're going to figure this out. 
We're gonna, it's gonna be fine. <laughs> like, okay. So she saw that the whatever the one that we can fly Han Solo's plane. That yeah, one. Millennium Falcon. Millennium Falcon. Okay, so we had done that earlier, and Liam was like, "I want to be a gunner." I'm like, "Are you sure you do not want to be a pilot?" No, I want to blow things up. I'm like, "Okay, buddy." Then he gets off, and he's like, "I want to be a pilot next." And we're like, "Liam, that was it." It's over. There's no way we're able to get back on this ride. Like, it's going to be a four-hour wait. We don't have a lightning pass. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I don't want to do it that bad. So my sister looked at that, and it had, like, a 20-minute wait. And she's so like, we're go. going. We're going. So Liam got to be pilot. He was so excited. Lucky kid. I know. I, was like, the best. I just told him. I was like, this is like Grandma Noella up in heaven working overtime for you, pal. He's like, I know, I know. And then after we got off the ride, the rise of the resistance was up. There we go. So and then boom, we did boom. Rise of the resistance. His mind was blown. As we got off Rise of the Resistance, then they only had a 20-minute wait. So then he did it again. Exactly. It all worked out. It all worked out. But oh my God, I was just like, like literally your gas support. That was what me and Kate, me and Kate and were like. No, you don't understand. We really, like, literally just came here for this ride. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Yay, Silver joined. We have I was able to join crew. on my computer. <laughs> oh, on your computer. On yeah. It wouldn't let you from your phone. It wouldn't let me from my phone. It just kept sending me to, like, the app. And it's like, create an episode. I'm like, no, I want to join a recording. Well, sometimes when that happens, if you close it out again, then did you try to re-sign in? Yeah. And it didn't and let you click It did not join? let me. But I'm That's like, you know what? Anchor. Let me try it on my computer. And it's and it just works. like, here. Yeah. So I'm here. All right. Okay. As long as well, you're we'll here. Take it. Yeah. So that way we got okay. everybody all together. Everyone's together. I'm excited. Yes. So we're not in the same room. I know. That was. That, that was, was a special so experience. That was a special exactly. experience. But I get to see Callie again this month. <laughs> wait, yeah, you do. wait, wait, wait. How come? Where Where are we going? What are we doing? <laughs> My grumpy cat and I are going to uh, Tahoe for Thanksgiving with his friends. Oh, so that's right. You told stuff. us. Oh, that's going to be so fun. I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm going to be in like, I'm going to be at a dance competition over Thanksgiving, guys. Oh, no. Yeah. I told Lauren this is last year we're doing this one. I'm, yeah. like, I'm getting tired of doing this stupid thing. I'm excited because I've been doing some, like, overtime for a few different situations. My The other manager in our department was on vacation, so I worked some extra hours to cover for her. And then I'll be working on my day off coming up because um, we got some VIPs coming to the store. Um, yes, you do. Yes, you do. And but um, basically because of that, I have some extra hours that need to be like used. And so I now have the Tuesday before Thanksgiving off, the Wednesday and Thanksgiving itself all back to back. So it's like a long weekend. Oh, nice. Damn, and then, girl. And nice. then I'm closing on Black Friday so I don't have to be in until noon. So that way I actually get like a Thanksgiving break, which is I for the first time since yeah, college. Yeah, you do. What we do to people in See, retail. See, that's the nice thing about being things. a yes. teacher. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like what we do to people in retail over Thanksgiving, I feel is a crime. Yeah. So I'm very happy you're getting your nice Thanksgiving weekend. I know. So I get a nice little break and because my sister, my sister has taken so much overtime recently that they said you have to like 
it has to be used as like time off because we can't pay you anymore. Yeah. She and my and my husband should get in a room together and talk. They literally had to go to Nick and be like, you have to l- use your vacation, you know. We're going to start taking it. Like, they literally had to threaten him to get that. Him to Kyle play. gets in that situation every year, and he's like, yeah. I have to take X amount of days before mm-hmm. the end of the year. So, mm-hmm. like, last week we sat down, we're like, okay, take this day off, then this mm-hmm. day off. And yep. I was like, take off my birthday, too, you know. Yeah, like, throwing out ideas. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, yeah. People, yeah. life advice, use your PTO. It's given yes. to you for a reason. It's so there. use it. Yes. Definitely. I actually had a lot of vacation I had to use up because it's funny when you're not going to the mail clinic for treatment every week, you kind of end up with like a lot of time. So I was pretty excited. I'm going to have the whole week after Christmas off and I haven't done that yes. in like seven years. Yay. Yay. I know. I'm super excited. I'm very, it's going to be fun. It's going to be just time. So who okay. here is going to go to the Taylor Swift concert? Oh my God. Fingers crossed. Not I. <laughs> it's what? so stressful. Okay. First of all, Callie, how'd you get that little freaking thingy? Can the I the, the loyal thingy? fan thing? Yeah. How I don't know. I, how do I get that? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here, I saw like a TikTok. Of somebody, uh-huh. like, lamenting. They're like, I just decided I can't afford to go. And all of a sudden, I get this in my inbox. And so I was like, huh. So I went over to the, the folder in my email that Taylor Nation yep. emails usually land in. Yep. And there it was. And I was like, oh, how about that? But didn't yeah. you buy, don't you, didn't you buy, if like, you the bought merch. Yeah. yeah. I bought, I bought the vinyl, the, the original vinyl. Yep. Yeah, I pre-ordered it off of there. So, yeah, yeah they they saw me coming. They were like, <laughs> yes. All right. Well, you may become all of our hopes. <laughs> Somebody has to go to this thing, please. Somebody. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, we'll, I, we'll work together. Cause... I'm literally going to get a freaking Capital One card. Because, like, I'm... I'm registered. Nick is registered. My sister's registered. My other sister's registered. Her husband. I'm going to start calling her, her husband just because. It's like weeks away. Um, well, I is... registered for Minneapolis. And so. Yeah, I did Minneapolis. I think I did a couple of sh- Chicago. And then I just did like a rando Pittsburgh. So I was like, maybe like Pittsburgh is easy. I don't know. Well, you should have registered for Arlington. But... I know. I didn't think about it. I was like in a panic because it took seven hours. Well, for me fun to get fact, to the freaking... guys, you can go in and edit your cities since she added oh, new. Can. Yeah, she added oh, new. I might eight do that. New, eight new dates. Like mostly doubling up. It looks like she added another Chicago too. So I was yeah, and about so that. you can go in just like log into your my thing. You go in like you're registering again, and it'll mm-hmm. just like take you right to the thing, and okay. you can edit your my stuff. Your doobie switchies. You from are there. just full of the the info. Callie knows the four one one. She does. Just trust That's lovely. But here's the thing. It did not lessen my anxiety at all. Because I was like, what does this mean? A boost in mine? What does this mean? Yeah, like, where? I know. Because it's like, it's supposed to be random. They said it's random. Because, like, it doesn't matter when you sign in. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. I, I don't know. I don't think I don't it's going to be random. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I just want to, I just want to get tickets. I just want to go see Taylor Swift. Right? Like, I'm not asking for a lot here. I know. It, it's really going to hurt my heart if I don't get to go. Yeah. <laughs> well, how many have you gone to? You've been to quite a few. Yeah, but I really want to go to this one. 
Well, Katie got tickets to uh, to 1989, and she was going to go. I really wasn't a huge Taylor Swift before 1989. I kind of regret those choices, but it yeah, is same here. Same. I here. was like, I wish I had done. I wish I had gotten on board with Red. Like that would have been my moment. I remember I, hearing songs off of Red, and I and liked I was them. Like, I know. I was but like, like, I, really I wasn't like, like I'm a fan of sell this. out for concert money. Like, you know what my problem is? Here's my problem. And I, as we get into discussion on Midnight's, my problem is I never love the songs Taylor picks for singles. It's always other songs on the that I love. I feel I just, like that's the, the curse of most Swifties. Yeah. I just, I'm like, girl. The, Your favorites are never, like, or my, at least my no. exception to that is, is Wildest Dreams. Yeah. that Like, I'm talking first single but off no, record. The first single always sucks. She it's an Anti Hero is not bad. I don't, I don't know. Hate Anti Hero. Anti Hero is not bad, but like, Shake It Off, I was like, eh, you know, no. it's me. Fun. No. Honestly, <laughs> Antihero might no. be the best first single. I think you're right. I think you're right, Maddie. Antihero, I think, yeah. is the first that best first single that she's had. But like, yeah. yeah. So that's part of because like if you're gonna hook somebody, you're gonna hook them with that first single. And, and it's just a shame like, like the, the first best single... first one since Love Story, honestly. Like Yeah. But like I, think... I knew she was country and love story. I loved Love Story, but I was like, I'm not going down that road. And I to be fair, I gotta be honest, guys, she wasn't that great at performing back then. <laughs> like no. her voice needed time to grow. You know, she was yes. a kid. Under I mean, wildly talented as a kid, but I still I'm not forking out three hundred bucks for a ticket. You know what also, I mean? Like, I have my limits. Speaking of like Taylor as a kid, I am obsessed with over Halloween that Frankie Jonas, the the youngest oh, yes. Jonas brother, that was funny. He and his girlfriend dressed up as Joe and Taylor for Halloween. I know, that was really funny. I love that. <laughs> so yeah, no. So my sister got tickets to '89, and then um, uh, her life imploded, like literally, and uh, she was getting a divorce and <laughs> was like. Uh, there was some custody conflict, something with the kids. And she was really in that phase where it was like, she was really upset that she like, not in the headspace to shake it off. 100% of the time, all the time. So she was going through it. So she was like, do you and Lauren want to go to Taylor Swift? And I was like, yes. And I'm the asshole. I was like, well, sorry, your life is falling apart, but this is a win for me. So Lauren and I went to 89. And then we went to Reputation with my sister and her almost husband's daughter. Actually, Jared was there too. So yeah, it was like a whole great. So Reputation was really fun because it was like, yay, Katie's happy. She gets to do Taylor Swift. So now my other sister really wants to go to midnight. So we're all trying to get tickets. It's a whole thing. But you are fair. I have seen her twice. So therefore, not many people are going to feel sorry for me if I don't get tickets. I understand that. <laughs> I'll feel sorry for me, but well, it is what it is. We'll, we'll work together. Yes. I'm, I'm um, genuinely hoping for some tickets. Because I've, I've done the, like, the pre-sale type stuff for, like, the the Jonas Brothers remember this tour of like it's their first tour since they broke up like it was hard to get tickets and it was a scramble and the like refresh refresh like all of that so I I've been I have been there so I I am I'm ready 
Ready Taylor Swift for reputation. I was so hysterical because she had this whole marketing ploy where, like, if you listen to <laughs> look at what me look at what you made me do, like over and over and over again, it would put it would boost your position in line. And Katie listened to that song so much, like she can't even like. <laughs> And it's not even, I'm sorry. I actually think Look at What You Made Me Do is like one of the worst songs. It's, no, it's, it's the no. worst song off of it's Reputation horrible. and it was the lead single. Like, it was I the didn't lead listen single. to Reputation because of that. I hate it so much. <laughs> Katie hates it so much. So that was love, man. Like that was some devotion. So I think that got her boosted. And then I was doing Twitter stuff, so I think that got me boosted. I can't remember which one. I think it was Katie who ended up getting tickets, and I just was like, spend whatever. Go. She's like, okay. Because, <laughs> like, we were in. So, but, yeah, I get it. Because there's tons. She These tickets are so crazy expensive. So, I know. There's tons of people that just can't afford it. And I'm sorry. Yeah. It sucks. But, yeah, it's stressful. Because, like, is, I'm going to be stressed until it's done. Well, yeah, it's like she is the biggest star in the music world, in my opinion. So it's very difficult. I to... don't even think that's just your opinion. I think that's, I think that's like fact. fact, right? I mean, when you lock <laughs> up the first 10, 10 spots in the Billboard 100, I think it's safe to say people like you. So it's between the the eras tour and the renaissance tour are going to empty so many wallets this year mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh yes yes yeah mm-hmm. yep did you see the article where brides are trying are thinking about changing their wedding dates because they're i mean Atlanta? seriously though <laughs> like i, I feel like travel how... to a different city instead of whatever Right. That's what I would do. Like, don't move the wedding date. Just get tickets to a different city. Exactly. Go to the LA one at the end of the tour. Go to New York. You know what I mean? Like, make it a go somewhere you want to go on vacation to, and then like, so one gal. I saw a gal on TikTok who said that Taylor Swift is going on concert. She's coming to her city, but the day that she's coming is like the day she graduates from college. Oh, skip college graduation. Uh, oh. Yeah, skip you could just skip graduation. it. Why, skip the sunburns. But she skip was everything. like, I've been excited to graduate from college. Like, I really wanted to do. It's the an whole enormous thing. letdown. No, girl. It's an enormous. <laughs> she will get. She will get her Amazon. <laughs> no, mail the diploma. You did it. High five. Your reward <laughs> is Taylor Swift. I, I agree. Concert. Like, I'm sorry. 100%. That's not Honestly, a hard choice. Instead of shelling out for the cap and gown, buy a cheap graduation cap off of Amazon and get a VIP package so Taylor can sign it. College graduation is so different from high school graduation. Like, the person handing you the diploma, they don't know who you are. Like, it's just, it's a cattle call. And, you know, then you're done. So, super lame. And then you have to wait and wait and wait for it's everybody else. Yeah, Ugh, exactly. So and then boring. some rando you don't even know giving some speech, and you're just like, I don't care. And they never bring him anybody cool. Like Taylor Swift got an honorary doctorate, and it's like in music. It's not like that would ever happen at my college. See, I lucked out when Morgan graduated um, from USC. The honorary doctorate person was Shonda Rhimes. So oh. it was like an actual interesting speech. I would might have stuck around for that. I all I remember from my college graduation, because Nick broke up with me, uh, like two days before graduation. Yep, and mm-hmm. I remember saying to him because he was like, 
I could t- he, he basically was like, I still love you. Like, he was like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I forget like, that Nick was a big dodo. Oh my God. He was such a dodo in college, guys. You have no idea. I put, I put a lot of work into this man. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm the best thing that's ever happened to you. Get your head out of your ass. And I walked up stage and I got my diploma. Boom. There we go. It was very dramatic. Okay. It was very dramatic and badass of me. Speaking but of how dramatic, Taylor Swift I, I, is that? I mean, that is the right? most Taylor Swift I felt like I was, I was like, you know, channeling my swizzle. So truly. Okay. I love your guys' reactions on this is so I was talking with my mom about boys being bad at communication and other things. And um, she mentioned a story on their first date. He took her to like a um, concert type thing and literally dropped her off back at home at the end of it and took somebody else out on another date. (gasps) Unforgivable. Wait, Yes! And she married him? I know! (laughs) And she found out, like, immediately. My husband dumped me right before college graduation. It's not like I really got strong (laughs) standing, so... No, I but got that's... back together with him. My friends were like, "That guy, you're gonna get back together with that guy." I'm like, "Yeah." But it was like this Christian concert thing he took her to, and it was done by like eight thirty. So then he was able to like pick the other girl up at nine and like go out. <sighs> wow. I mean, in that's... his defense, they weren't like exclusive, so whatever. But that's that's like very way to start of things your father. off. Your dad was a player. He was yep. to wow. the point like. He quit Facebook because there are all these like old women trying to like, are, are you and Stephanie still married? Like, oh my god, oh my god. that's bold. I know, back <laughs> off because he was the golden boy of the youth group. Oh, so. well, you god. know, those, those golden that's boys nerdy. of the youth group, they're just one and one of a kind. <laughs> Can't ever find Lord. those again. Yep, my god. Oh, so, terrible. like. 35 years later like, they were does she have a really nice ring <laughs> she does like, yes that alone is an like that bullshit alone is an increase in carrot size i just feel very strongly about that so so ladies yes to not just back on track here oh, I, actually on topic to something else somebody else wants to listen to that's that's not a thing we do. <laughs> do any of y- y'all have any favorite songs off of Midnight? Okay, I made a list, so I want to hear everything. Yeah, and maybe that's okay. We decide. My my favorite favorite is Bejeweled. Mm, it's that's just, pretty goddamn. Good. I mean, that's like your spirit song, Maddie. That I you think, are Bejeweled. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just it's my vibe. You know, it's so your vibe. I mm-hmm. I like to sparkle. And you do, and you are sparkly in many ways. And you deserve the penthouse. Yeah, you. Yep, damn straight. Okay, Callie. Jesus. Um, I asked the question and I have no answer. Isn't that funny? Uh, well, you. Have, I thought you said your answer was antihero on Twitter. No, I. She changes when? it every single time. I know, <laughs> right? What are you talking about? <laughs> it's like trying to hold down Jello. Like, no, that's not that I can say anything because my favorite is the whole thing. Yeah, that's not fair. That's not fair. You you have to at least pick a top three. Top three, at least. Okay, top three. I like, I love Mastermind. Mm, Yes, 
Mm. I love um, Midnight Rain. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love Maroon. Yep. Yes. Yep. I love You're On Your Own Kid. I love- <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I love Bejeweled. I love Karma. I love- yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. All right. It's hard. It's so hard. All right. But Silver, you have to pick. Okay. Um, it will have to be Mastermind, Karma, Mm. uh, and Antihero. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right, I've like listened to the her record like five hundred times a day, trying to like determine, and I'm like, that was me. It's like it's really difficult, but I would say Truly. the struggle. Like I want to love the jewels more than I do because it's also me. I love the sparkly things, and I, I love, love the video. So much. The so and bad. I love it, but like, do I love it like top three? Probably not. So I'd say like my top three, I think for sure, I think probably I'm comfortable saying Midnight Rain is my number one. It's Midnight super Rain. angsty and I'm an angst whore with Taylor Swift. So it might be my number one. Like when I gave my top three, none of those is number one. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Yeah, like, no. it's, yeah, it's fine. I really, I like listened to it over and over again. And I was like, yeah, this song's my jam. And then Maroon, I think it really kind of builds and Maroon I like Rune is just like it's in it's in your feels. Yeah. You know? it's and I like yeah, I was gonna say, because now that we've expanded to top three territory. Right. Like <laughs> Maddie's like, I didn't know we were gonna do that. <laughs> exactly. Like my my trifecta, I'd say it's Bejeweled, Maroon, and Vigilante shit. Oh, Vigilante good shit choice, too. That's another choice. one. Yes. I am so like, where was Vigilante shit on Reputation? Like, that's such a Reputation song. Well, it's she like, was living it, is what she I know, but it was so, it's so badass. I mean, listen, the one, was, Matt, Kelly, what's the one that I always forget the name of from Reputation, but I love it with you spend my chance. I did something bad. I, I love that one. That's my favorite Reputation song. It's the song. sequel, exactly. Yes, it does, it does. It feels like Vigilante is the sequel to I Did Something Bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so jen what's your favorite okay i want to say i feel i feel i feel see i thought we were picking favorites so i i'm gonna say midnight rain is my favorite wow i feel, I feel like i feel like Look I'm, at us. I'm nervous i'm sweating a little it's, it's hard <laughs> it's hard it's, I'm it's uncomfortable really hard. picking a favorite or also i like maroon um mastermind is great because i kind of feel like I just love to how she like, talks about how, <laughs> how like she gets into her insecurity with like her scheming, and yeah, yeah, I'm like, afraid yes. to tell him that like she schemed them together, and then like at the end he knew. And yeah, it's, like yes. one of the things he loves about her. It and was I'm, like, super relatable. I, I love felt, that. Truly, because I, like, I feel like most wives are like, yeah, this speaks to me on a spiritual level. <laughs> <laughs> also, her ability to use Machiavellian in a song lyric. oh i know like damn girl like just okay just like, so how many of you have listened to the 3 a.m thing the 3 a.m i haven't thing? yeah the, the one with the extras yeah that's when i that's the one i downloaded that's what my spotify 
does does anybody have any favorites off of the three a.m. tracks? Well, was, what have could have should have is just heartbreak. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, that's yeah, gotta be it for me. What Aside from what could have should have, yeah, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> because can we just get into the dirt on that song? Because like, okay, it's none of my effing business, really. But who at the same time, as soon first. as he said 19, we all know who that song was about. And I exactly. feel like I'm really glad she put an age in there. Because otherwise, Jake Gyllenhaal is sweating bullets. And it's going to be worse than all too well. Did you see the TikTok of the publicist? Yes, I did see that. <laughs> She's Jake Gyllenhaal's publicist. Here's, here's my delineation. All too well is about a shitty dude. This song is about an evil dude. Correct. Yeah. The difference between like, yes, it's I love like it what so Jake did is more... not cool, but it's also right. not like. Here's the I thing: feel like our songs about John Mayer have been a little like poppy and just a little bit like, oh, I knew you were trouble, but this one's like gutting. But here's the thing: I feel like this song made me like Jake Gyllenhaal more. Yeah, I was like, well, and, we didn't do that. Well, it, and it doesn't help that, like, I'm pretty sure that if we're going to be putting names to songs that Maroon is, you know, that's Jake Gyllenhaal. That's just red. So? Of I course. I thought it was Joe. No. Maroon? Well, I Maroon. guess. Maroon. Listen, <laughs> I don't like to take the obvious Maroon? into account. Maroon? It's not fun for me. It's not fun for me. Okay. I want I you to do something to for me right now, in, Jen. So. Go look up the <laughs> lyrics. Okay, lay it on me. To Maroon. Lay it on me. You need to you need to look up them lyrics. Oh god, let me look. I thought you were gonna do it. Maroon. No, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> you have homework done. Like, I know what the lyrics are and I know it's about Jake. You're the one. Okay. I'm gonna look up. I'm like, I don't need to look up the lyrics. I have right. looked up the lyrics. I'm gonna need old lady readers pretty soon, guys. Um, I know. This is the album I feel like I've been staring at the lyrics over and over again, like when I was in middle school, opening yeah. up that CD booklet. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, oh, That's you're right. Because it, like... it was confusing me because I thought for a second maybe it was about Joe, but then it confused me because, like, they're talking about breaking up. But then Taylor kind of frequently refers to, like, I think her and Joe had, like, one really big fight. That's what the Great War is about. Okay. And, like, yeah. So then I thought, oh, Great War is about Joe. Yes. I see what you're saying about Emmer. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with it's, you. it's basically because Red, yes. the song and the album, was about Jake. I'm a little this is, Maroon is kind of like the adult, but also, <laughs> like... Red is a, a shiny, bright color, and maroon is darker. It's basically yes. saying, you know, in hindsight, it wasn't really what I thought it was at the time. Damn, Callie. Plus, she says the carnations you thought were roses. Yes. Carnations are considered not good as good as roses. They the thought flower. their relationship was roses. It was yep. actually carnations. It was carnations. Oh, Callie, you just made me love this song even more. I'm telling you. <laughs> Damn. Okay. <laughs> He's good. Yep. She's good. She's good. I, I've also been really tired, so the fact that the oh, maroon thing didn't yeah. hit me, you're, you're I'm just saying, I'm a fake I was like, yeah. <laughs> no, It's not that too. I'm an English minor. I'm a professional at symbolism. <laughs> <I just missed this. laughs> but no, woulda, coulda, shoulda uh, paints John in a very dim light. I actually really like that she waited until the 3 a.m. to post it, and it was the last, second to the last song. 
Yeah. Because it's I its own thing. It's its own thing, but also it forces everybody to listen to the whole album first. Yes. And it doesn't make it all about her. Like that doesn't have to, it's not going to be the lead. Like if she made that a single, it would just be all about her sex life, which yeah, she doesn't it want. It would have made the whole album all about that song. Exactly. All about that song. And she wants to like, you know, cut his balls off, but she doesn't want to also. I mean, like, she basically destroy, said that in the song. Yeah, I mean, destroy <laughs> everything that, you know, Midnight's is because everybody likes the tawdry, whatever aspect of things. So, but man, am I a little disappointed that she, John Mayer was, you know, the one I am, I'm like, really? But she's 19. 41 year old me would have said, listen. <laughs> It would have been like but, the Little Mermaid. Yeah, it's like, adult. girl, mm-hmm. it's like, girl, yeah. it ain't worth it. He really is trouble. But now, oh, and no. his bitchy, whiny little bullshit about Dear John and how he was like, well, I didn't do anything that bad. Liar. She regretted you. Like, mm-hmm. how, how bad you got to be to make somebody who makes their money off of writing, like, pulling painful breakup from their their real life and turning it into cash basically i mean to to look at that and say i actually regret that and wish it had never happened i mean you ain't wrong and basically there there was a really great thread that kind of broke down like the lyrics and the implication and like how this relates to trauma and abuse and of just that that relationship messed her up for yeah. like future ones where she had major trust issues and like well you see how John Mayer leads to a Jake Gyllenhaal oh, it, exactly 100%. it's like yes. yeah yeah you're like yes. oh so that's how we ended up here well and again you know on the surface these men look shiny and bright but once you scratch they're just they're just rusted pieces of shit so so if we're gonna talk but about then feeling so guilty think- because you wanted it but but yeah, you were a starstruck teenager. I mean, it felt who good to has get his regretted somebody they dated at nineteen? I mean, get in line. If if okay, so if we're gonna talk about who we think songs are about, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's fun. Let's um. Well, obviously, Lavender hates Joe. I know. You know, people were like. People were kind of hating on Lavender Haze, and I was like, I really like I it. love Lavender Haze. I love Lavender Haze. It's so beautiful. I was like, I don't know where all of this crabbiness is coming from about Lavender Haze. I mean, I do, but I was like, it's a really pretty song. Sometimes I think you have to, like, I think people go into Taylor Swift albums with preconceived notions of what it's going to be, and I oh, think yeah. people thought Midnight's was going to be more folklore. Right. I thought it was going to be folklore part three. And it's like, yeah. And it's really more, (laughs) like I said to Cal, this is, uh, this is reputation meets 1989's baby. Mm -hmm. I think it was a beautiful opening to the album. Just, yeah. It's sucking right in. Mm -hmm. And I I, I think a lot of her fans don't like when she writes songs about Joe. They tend to not like those songs as well. Look how they react to Labyrinth. Look how they react to to Sweet Nothing. Yeah. Snow on the Beach. Nobody likes those songs because they're about Joe. It's ridiculous. What did Joe do? What is his fault? He's he's a straight man and they don't want 
<laughs> yeah, this whole Taylor has to fit into your sexuality box. I'm just over it, guys. Like, she doesn't have to do or say anything about it. It was terrible. What happened to that one kid from, um, oh, what's the Netflix show that I... <gasps> I'm spacing out, but oh, the poor kid. Oh, did he have to come out on Twitter because yes. somebody was like, "Oh, you're you're queer baiting me." Oh yeah yeah yeah, Kit Connor. Yes. And he was like, "I'm actually not queer baiting you. I'm bi. I just yeah really want uh, to from her side for forcing a kid yeah, to come out." Yeah, exactly. exactly. Didn't want to come out at 19 on Twitter, but thanks. It's like, that completely it's missed that. the Literally entirety that. of the graphic novel of the show. I'm like, right? What? Yeah. Yeah. Like this force, not to me, it's it's swung the other way. Instead of forcing people to stay in the closet, people are forcing people to come out. Like, well, you have a platform, you have to use it like how I'm telling you to use it. No, 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 no. People have earned, if you have earned that following, if you have earned that platform, you do not need to use it for anything else other than what you feel you want to use it for. And I am not going to shade on Taylor, has done just plenty with her platform. And some of it's public and some of us, some of it is not, you know? Amen. And so we oh, will take a brief break because we lost Callie. So okay, we're going to do a new session. <laughs> but I'm back. Oh, I fell oh you're back. back. Yeah, okay, you're fine. about to shut it. Okay. Crisis averted. We don't need to do a new thing. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, where I'm, were we? <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just over the whole pressuring anyone to come out. Like, oh, yeah. No. Just leave them alone. If, if they're a celebrity, let them have that. Here's as the their other thing. Life. We don't know for sure. I understand that you feel you know for sure, but until somebody says, Yes, I am straight, yes, I am gay, yes, I am bi, you don't actually know. All you, you know? have is a bunch of clues, which I hate to tell people. These clues come with plausible deniability. 100%. And you can't say, well, they, you... they wore a rainbow shirt here, so clearly right. they're gay, or they like rainbows. If there's another explanation, or then it's not 100%. Right. She wore the bisexual flag, or she's just representing the bisexual flag because it was to make sure that that was represented in the video. She's just checking all the boxes, make sure everyone's represented. You know what I mean? Like, there's lots of options here, guys. So I just. I, yeah. I don't, this really, I feel like has become uh, people's focus. Yeah. Um, and that's un- unfortunate. And I'm like, listen, you take the song, you relate it to, for example, Cal and I were talking about, you know, um, bigger than the sky. Okay. Bigger than the whole sky. Yeah. Bigger than the whole sky. And so for Callie and I, that was really meaningful because we both, I mean, Callie had a stillbirth and I, had a miscarriage so when you hear that song you're like whoa but does that people immediately started speculating that did taylor have a miscarriage and i'm like no 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 just stop stop take what the yeah. song means to you and close period done that's what it means to you that doesn't necessarily mean that's what she was thinking about when she was writing it and even if it was related to that it's not about if she doesn't want to talk about it, if she had a miscarriage, she doesn't have to talk about it. Just mm-hmm. also, also like another thing, because there is that side of the fandom that is irritating and I'm over it. I think there's also people aren't going to admit it, but there's not as much love for Joe just because he's not as famous as her 
other previous bows. Yeah, oh, they would but... love it if she was still with Tom or with Harry or, you know. Well, here's what yeah. I say to that. I was, I gotta be honest, I was, I was a little worried about that because you're right. He's not as famous. I mean, nobody is as famous as her. It's really going to be hard for her. I mean, Harry Styles, I guess. And we tried that, you guys. It didn't work. So, I but I think, I think it takes a very secure and strong man to be with a woman who is financially more successful than you. It shouldn't, it shouldn't take that. It shouldn't take that. But for whatever reason, it does on a lot of cases. And, you know, I've actually witnessed this happen in my own life. And you need to, you know, the woman needs to find somebody who loves her for who she is, loves her talent and supports her. And wants nothing but the best. And I think she has found that in Joe. I feel like that's a good seg to talk about who I believe Bejeweled is about. Lay it on me. I think it's about Calvin Harris. You do? Oh, yeah. And I think I think uh, High Infidelity also is about Calvin well, Harris. I, was it, didn't you tell me you think High Infidelity is Hiddleston and no. Calvin Harris? I mean, it could be entirely possible because i think she cheated on hit i think i thought because to me my impression was that what the the swizzles are saying is that she cheated on hiddleston with joe yeah oh no i I thought she oh okay that's news to me i thought she cheated on i thought she cheated on calvin harris with tom hiddleston she did oh okay Well, I'm it's so not behind. That they, they, I don't know if she did or not, but like, right, I right. think it's messy. Everybody's <laughs> saying there, that Bejeweled is her and Calvin, and that it kind of almost literally refers to the Met Gala. Oh, I see. And she was like, I'm not going to stay here with your mopey ass. I'm going out. I'm going to sparkle. She puts on the shiny dress. I actually heard another on TikTok. I wish I could remember who said it, but well, to me, it wasn't um, related to relationships at all. But they were saying it was a concern, like either writing her fear that folklore and Evermore kind of like locked her in this. I heard it was both. Yeah, yeah. locked her in this. I love that interpretation. Yeah, locked her in this very like singer songwriter indie rock kind of place, and she still wants to be the sparkly pop star. And can she still write a pop album like 1989? Yes, or, I heard. I heard. I heard that it was it was both. But, okay, but yo, I love that interpretation. I love that one, especially for all the people who were disappointed with Midnight's because it didn't sound like folklore. Like, yeah, I was actually listen. I don't have the same amount. This is all right. We're in a safe space, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good? Okay. We're good. <laughs> I don't love folklore and Evermore as much as everybody does. They're not my like. I like they them my a faves, lot, guys. They my faves. I um, like them a lot, but I almost have to be in a particular sort of mood to listen. I to mean, them. it really fits for the time we were in. Everyone oh, was in their moody indie phase because oh, we couldn't leave our house. <laughs> Let's grab the a bottle one, of wine and put on a sweater <laughs> and rock in a corner with Taylor's. I mean, the girl hit it at the right moment. But, like, do I pick Folklore and Evermore to listen to while I'm in the car? No, I do not. No, you listen that to something that's going to be upbeat. Yeah, yes. I listen to Red. I listen to Reputation. I listen to basically anything other than Folklore and Evermore. <laughs> so, I was like, please don't be more... My concern was, oh, crap. I was actually concerned the opposite. I think I had the same fear that 
Taylor did. I was like, is she, is this what we're going to do now? I was like, let's not do that. I shouldn't have less faith in her because she is the master of evolution. She so, never does the same exact thing. She never before. does. She yeah. she really even, is even a Evermore genius. wasn't exactly no, the same wasn't as folklore. folklore. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think they're nice sister albums, but um, yeah, no, I was I and I gotta be. I mean, it took a minute because again, you go from um, folklore and Evermore. That's the latest music we've heard from her, and you dive into Midnight's and she's trying different sounds and it's a little jarring at first I actually was like I think I might need a minute to kind of adjust because I was like oh it's not that we're going back we're going back Here's, to the if pop you could have seen my face I had my headphones on mm-hmm. album dropped I hit play and I was like oh my god I love mm-hmm. this I was like holy shit this that almost has never happened to me listening to an album like even reputation as much as i love it now like that's mm-hmm. the closest i've come to like listening to it and loving it on the first listen like it, it just yeah i got to cuz i'm thinking cuz welcome to new york was her first single off of off of 89 it was the first song but the first single was shake it off was it off yeah, yeah. and again i didn't love it i didn't i i i've never I'm trying to think the very because she's been doing all the these first single is always the like the most commercial least right. denominator. Yes, and I gotta be honest, like I you're right, Cal, because I most artists come into her stuff. I always come into her albums by picking songs as they come out, but like yeah. sitting down and buying the album and listening to it from start to finish. I think Folklore was the first time I did that. Same here. Same here. And, and then so- Evermore. So then when you pop in Midnight, I was like, yes. I was like, queen. Inject this into my veins. I love it. This is crack. And crack. see, I started off with Taylor Swift from the very beginning, back see, when she first. You know. You knew. But once she started being a little bit more poppy, I was kind of like, eh. Especially, well, again, listening on the radio, just the singles. It was. I was like, no, this isn't my jam anymore. I'll just, I'll let it go. And then and how did she win you back? Arrow with yeah, all everybody go. and their music videos. And I'm like, wait, I actually love these songs. Why? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I just dove right in. Mm-hmm. Then she she snags you. Yeah. She's got exactly. you. Know Phantom, we fell in love with Wildest Dreams before it became a single. And like yes. Wildest Dreams and This Love were like ours. And seriously so- though. Mm-hmm. We went straight for the deep cuts. So just to bring it back to like the theme of this podcast. um... (laughs) You mean Arrow? Yeah. Yeah. We're only trying to talk about that sometimes. Is that that what this podcast is 45 minutes in, we spoke the name of Arrow. I mean, they know. They know what it's about. Yeah. But what songs on Midnight's give you all the city vibes? Oh, God. Do you have time? First, we got Lavender Hayes with Felicity not wanting to marry Oliver at first in the in the Grand Felicity movie crossover. I kind of love Labyrinth. Labyrinth because it's like from an Oliver perspective. Because oh no, I'm falling in love again. Nope. Actually, literally him like yeah. Kick off Maroon Labyrinth in my three. (laughs) Yeah, I also really like um, Paris. That is totally Ivy Town. Yeah, that's fun. I like that one. 
I'm trying to think what else. The Great War, anytime they fought. Yeah. I really like hammered into Labyrinth on an Elizabeth song because I was like, damn, this sounds like Oliver Queen. It is so much. Like, I didn't even the mention the plane because, like, you know, he was supposed to die in the plane crash in season three. And she was yeah. like, that's the stupidest plan of all the stupid plans. I'm like, yes, girl. <laughs> like, it is the stupidest plan of all the plans. Um,. I kind of like the idea of Midnight Rain for them. Like, I like Midnight Rain for, like, a, a, a Ray, Felicity, Oliver love triangle. Because, I don't know, I just, I, don't, I just like the angstiness of Midnight Rain. And I want to use it somewhere. Here's so. the thing. I, Midnight Rain. Now, I haven't heard too many people say this, and it surprises me. But Midnight Rain gives me champagne problems. Like it's a really? popular I get, version. I get a little style from it. No, but I'm saying the lyrics. Oh, like yeah. what's happening in the song? Champagne problems is literally all about this guy asking this girl to marry him, and she's like, "No, I gotta beat town and go be famous." You know, like yeah, yep. <laughs> and it's like literally what happens in Midnight Rain. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Agreed. So good. It's so good. Yeah, but I don't feel like this is an overarching Arrow album. I'll be interested to see what Vitters do. I think think it can be because some of the songs would have to be characters and not ships. Yeah, Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. I I feel mm -hmm. like, what's the one that I was thinking about? Um, Ah! I spaced out. It'll come back. It'll come back. back. (laughs) Anti-hero is obviously all of it. Oh, of course. Vigilante shit, we could do some stuff with. Oh, yeah. That's just Team Arrow. That's what I was thinking about. Karma is kind of, I feel like, an overall um, Elicity fandom song. Mm -hmm. Yes. like, Mm -hmm. we got ours. That is true. (laughs) We got ours. You are so right. Yes. I need need an Elicity fandom bitter to do labyrinth with like a pre-lorever and then it segues to elicity i love those vids like where they <laughs> highlight all the problems with lorever which is the reason why oliver would be saying oh no i'm in love again but it's gonna be fine i thought that plane was going down I thought the plane was going down that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying that's what all I we're saying that's mm-hmm. all we're saying mm-hmm. that's all we're saying <laughs> All right, are we done with Taylor? Did we do Taylor? I think we have sufficiently done Taylor. And so I will say, let's, because the two episodes of Arrow that are, like, next up on the list, there's actually good stuff that, like, warrants. Let's table it. Let's table it. So let's just talk about other stuff. So I want to talk about Steve being... Oh my god, bit. Steve. Oh, the yeah. Lord, I saw that. I mean, I can't really believe I was I've, like, I, I thought we were gonna start with that. Really mm-hmm. I was like, really? We're not gonna do Steve first? All right. <laughs> <laughs> you guys Steve, are though. better people than me. Like, is he in his villain era or what? Yes! Like, is he... what yes! He's man? just showing it now all the more. Oh god. Okay, so the epitome of that. like die Which hero is... or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Seriously though, like, and it's sad because like I remember he was a very nice person, you know, like in person, but ooh, was that a show? Well, he's nice <laughs> again, I say 
all right, I'll give him some bonus points because he was at least nice. But anybody can be nice when you're shoving eighty dollars into their hands. Right. You know what Correct. I mean? Like I don't. Like he was paid them... to be nice then. That's right. my literal sure. job. That's that's why that's I get customer salty. service. I mean, that's yeah, why I get true. salty with them when they're rude because I'm like, okay, listen, you showed up here. I'm handing you the money. The minimum you can do is be pleasant. So I, I, I appreciate, and listen, he was, he was always super kind with me. He was wonderful with my daughter. He literally saved the con for me with her. And I'm very appreciative of that, but also he got paid for it. So it's not like he was doing this out of the kindness of his heart, you know, like a lot of people like to act like he was doing everything out of the yeah, kindness. Yeah, I really of think with cons, people forget that they're paid. <laughs> like, yeah, look like, how good it is true. to stay oh, late to sign autographs. Like, he's sign. getting paid for every single one of those. Yes, I exactly. really. He's like, that's money walking bags, away. Yes, yeah. they're walking out with bags of money. Like, I'm sorry, you guys. Like, this is an easy cash grab for them. Of course, it's a lot of work. Of course, it's amazing when they stay late and every person who has stood in line gets an autograph, gets a photograph. Like, yes, that's what, but that to me, that's what they should do. These are paying customers, you know? So I don't go too far and above. The one that I always felt, no matter when you saw him, every single person, Every single person that I spoke to about this person had a positive interaction with him was David Ramsey. So 100%. I give David Ramsey a little bit more, a little bit more because I've never heard a bad story about him. No, never. And he not even like very, ever. Like, yeah, no. he was very like, cause there's time limits on stuff. And he just was like, fuck the time limits. Like he would just like, he would wave off his handlers, like go away. And he would just talk to fans. And, and even it, just in the standard interaction, he would find a way to inject, like, warmth and personability yes, into it. Yes. Like, he was interested. Like, you tell me what you love about Arrow. Let's talk. You know what I mean? He really did engage with fans. And it took as long as it took. And then once he felt like, okay, we did the conversation and move it along. But his lines were always slow. It always took a while. But it was always worth it. You know what I mean? And that, to me, Steve kind of did that in the beginning but also flip side he was so popular they had to move i mean if he did that with everybody i do understand that would take 17 hours and you know that kind of time but anyways so villain story with steve steve and cassandra amell his pal um (laughs) (laughs) you now see why they actually are married (laughs) there was a picture of steven and cassandra in their halloween costumes and it was actually a really cute and hilarious halloween costume steven was dressed as the volleyball wilson and cassandra was dressed as uh Tom Hanks survivor and there was a there was a, a scene caption I forget what tabloid it was in but it was like the daily the, mail daily oh you can always count in the daily mail love those Brits so they were like Stephen Amell, the dreamy Stephen Amell and his pal I don't get all up in the Cassandra and Stephen mess but that was legitimately funny so so Stephen, apparently, according to page six, which is the gospel, um, they said, but also there is a court case. So there like, is a court there's... case. They are, and we talked about this earlier. They are suing an animal shelter, which is like half a step away from like suing a homeless shelter. You know what I mean? It's like, like it's like it's like 
going after babies and stealing their like, candy. In California, <laughs> it is the same as a homeless shelter. Like, this is California. You don't mess with pets. Don't mess with the dogs and the cats. So apparently there's, the dogs are always barking. You know, there's smells. You know, because it's an animal shelter. So he's decided, instead of, with his millions and millions of dollars, to just move, move. and buy another mansion, which I guarantee you they're going to do anyways in a year or two, because nobody in Hollywood stays in a house for longer than five years. They decide to sue the animal shelter and take them to court to close them down. Yeah, they want to send all those little puppies off into a farm oh, state. Conflicting the oblivion. There's conflicting reports, but they lost, and they lost big. In fact, they got shut down from even taking it to trial. The judge, yeah, because like, the judge is like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, the judge was like, "Well, this is a nuisance lawsuit," so. He he's like we're not we're not proceeding with this. Basically, so kind of shamed him for even doing it. Yeah, like, are he you was serious? Like, yeah. What, so what did the article say? Amel requested a Los Angeles court shut down Rescues Rock and force it to move from its Laurel Canyon location, but a judge ruled that Amel and his wife were not likely to prevail at a trial, and even went so far as to say the public would suffer a great harm. Right, because they're feeding strays. And taking care of dogs that would actually be rather problematic in a city area if they were not doing that. Um, if the rescue had been moved. Because, you know, what do you do with the dog? I keep going back to the same point. Whatever. whatever. Yeah. So, one source close to the rescue group tells Page Six exclusively that the actor started yelling after the judge ruled against him. However, a second source says that Mel simply was not pleased. So I mean, both of those mean the same thing when it comes down to it. He was not I mean, pleased, and so I he yelled. Given, I mean, hopefully he was sober. Do I think um, he probably was pissy? Yeah. Do I think he was stupid enough to yell at a judge while he was sober? Probably not. I think he was yelling not at the judge. Yeah. Because, I mean, basically what they got told is you can't even bring this to court. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think so he yelled, ridiculous. but it wasn't at the judge. It it's a waste been, of everyone's time. It's a waste of everyone's time. Go away. They got it told, might, go He might have yelled at his lawyer or, or something. at the Whatever. other team's Well, because if you yell at a judge, you land yourself in jail real yeah, no, fast. I don't think so. he yelled at the judge. I think... No. When it says he yelled, I think it means pitched a hissy. He he, he yeah he pitched pitched a hissy. Which absolutely yeah, believe like it. Steve. That's believable. So again, I just go back to move, just move. move. Put the house up for sale and move. Sell it to Ellen DeGeneres. She loves stray animals. Like that's her bank. That's like her whole. Just move. She likes houses and animals. Like. People not so much apparently. I'm just like, (laughs) so yeah, I really do feel like we're entering a villain stage with Steve. I don't, I don't understand anybody that's a fan of him anymore. Honestly, I just, I don't. He's wildly problematic. Wildly problematic. I know our like first episode of the rewatch, we were saying like that he's Ollie, but like honestly, even Ollie stage wouldn't sue a dog shelter. No. I mean, he 
Ollie had a soul. Thea <laughs> you know, would be like, what the hell? Definitely. <laughs> he felt bad about cheating on his girlfriend and knocking up some other chick. I just see well, and I love that they're like, oh, we're animal lovers. No, you're because, not. Cassandra Jean literally, she's co-wrote we an have entire article. Proof of you hating animals. Yes, she literally Cassandra. co-wrote an article that basically was like, we hate dogs. Yeah. I don't care about your pets. Yeah, I'm just super overwhelmed with her warmth and like, don't hug me, and I hate dogs. And... I don't, I don't. Don't hug me. I hate dogs. And let me lecture you Christmas on what trees. you should be putting into your body. And I'm like, yeah. Don't you remember? She's the one that, like, you can't do anything for Christmas until, like. Oh, yeah. We got a lecture on that. Um, <laughs> and then there's her fantastically timed political views. Those are always fun. So, you know. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying you guys are wrong about her. I'm really not. I'm not saying that. I'm just, I make a choice. To not, not engage. To not, not be a warm, in it. fuzzy person. Yeah, because that's the here. thing. We're mostly over Steve stuff, but this is this is just so egregious. Of like, right? like who hates? He's acting like much. a villain in a Muppet movie. So oh, like, I'm sorry. Like, I feel like part of the plot is missing. Like, wasn't the shelter there when they bought the house? They volunteered there. Yeah. So. Okay, you want to know what my Machiavellian perspective is and masterminding? Do you know what I do? You know what I want to tell me? I think they volunteered just to say that they volunteered before they sued them. I think they volunteered so they could case the joint, see what yep. was going on. Yeah, and then sue them. And then when people were like, when they got the bad press they deserved, they're like, no, we we like animals. We even volunteered there, which is basically what but they said in the our judge. way. And they're in our way, but dogs smell and they bark a lot. Also, I mean, I don't. I woke up on newborn. I don't understand. Like, like you're the only people with a baby that wakes right, up in, in our opportune like, moment. Okay, yes, the world must stop. Um, I don't understand like how the housing structure is in LA because I live in Minnesota. And we don't build on like mountains, so that's like, smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. I'm always like really. Guys, I have to talk place. out my parents or my dad, especially of like buying places like up in the middle of nowhere, Quartz Hill. I'm like, yes, it's a very beautiful house. We are not buying a property where there is no cell service and like a landslide. <laughs> like the zone. freeway is the freeway is like terrible enough. Yeah, but like no, no. I always love the ones where it's like the house gets you you build the house on the beach and then it gets knocked down by the hurricane and then you just build it rebuild it back yeah on the beach. I'm always a little, and then they're like shocked when it gets knocked down again. That's but what do you think it's gonna happen to it? Anyway, whatever. So I don't That's understand what insurance like, is when for. they bought the house. Did they not know there was a dog shelter nearby? I feel like those are things that are covered when you um, I, it's a, you have to disclose that. You know, I was, I, I, was, I was telling my grumpy cat that, and I think we were talking about how, like, um, what they probably were doing is because, you know, Stephen was in Vancouver, you know, more yes, often than not. There, and, then, and so, and Cassandra was doing God knows what during that time, too. They were just like, oh, this is a perf- the perfect house, you know, we're barely here, and now they're actually living well, there. Well, they had to quarantine there, too. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think that helped any. No. Anybody. No. 
But I'm like, isn't your house and your where you live so big that like there's enough distance? I don't know. I'm just very confused. Also, nobody else in the neighborhood is suing the shelter. Because they probably knew, they probably got a good deal and knew what they were getting into. It's like dogs. We love dogs. Who doesn't love well, dogs? Well, again, like my house is by a train track. I can't pitch a fit and sue the train company now. That's not how that works. No. Right. We bought it. That's, you signed the mortgage, Steve. Shut up. Part of it. <laughs> the snap crackle pop, pop of the power lines behind me is just part of the package. I mean, you're, you're starting to look like a Karen, Steve. It's really not a good look. Hang on. Stephen Amell House. They publish what they pay for it. Worth. They do. They publish it. What it is. Pay? It's public. Okay, copy. that's what I thought. I, said, I thought he paid about three mil. Yep, he bought a house for 3.62 million. So I'm feeling it's like. Not crazy for LA standards. That's not crazy. It's not. I, I feel, if, that's, if this is his. Land's wooded Tudor home. Come on, LA Times, do me a solid. Sometimes they have pictures. Sorry, guys, I really like real estate. Um, <laughs> I feel ya. I'm sure if you looked up the uh, shelter no on Google Maps, this you could probably in, just look was, next door. Oh, this is old. This might be his newest house. Palm Springs. Nope, that's that stupid Palm Springs house. Anyways, he's got like four houses. He's got a couple. There's a couple. Yeah, I really thought. They'll sell this one and buy it. Yeah, just go buy another one. So three mil, I feel like you're gonna find somebody who's gonna who's gonna bite on that. Or he, this is a more expensive house, and then you really shouldn't have a problem either. Or thought process, sell this one and just live in the other one that you have. Right. Go move to whatever, Palm Springs. He has like three houses. I don't even know if he has ever gone to the Palm Spring one. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Don't sue animal shelters. It's a dick move. It's basically. And then don't pitch a hissy fit when the judge is like, hey, this is a dick move. Just like, no. It's so simple. I'm not going to be the judge with, on my record, I sided with the celebrity and shut down the animal shelter. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So like, that's not going to get me reelected. Mm-hmm. Entertainment Weekly posted the best seasons of 78 more of uh, 78 shows. I think it's actually, I thought it was closer to 80. So I looked, Buffy. What do you guys think? The three, two, two. two. I mean, two is the only reasonable response, and they got it right. But what do you think Arrow was? Oh, three. Three, three. three. What do you think, Silver? It should be it's, three, but I don't think it is. Three. <laughs> it's two they did two and do you know the crime of it there's no mention of elizabeth in the whole damn paragraph no nope. burn it <laughs> I was like, immediately you lost me immediately you whore. i was like i could have i was like i was gonna go on this ride with you and we can pretend season two is the best even though those two b is a, a whole disastrous mess that we will discuss when we hit it but i was like no you lost me you, there's a picture of felicity you know when she's wiping off the blood yeah, but there's no mention of Felicity. It's literally the it's the emotional drive of the entire season, and they talk about Sarah and Roy. Okay. I'm like, like I will maybe points of the def- the thing that sets Arrow seasons apart is the villain, like the big villain, because yeah, Felicity is great every year, but that's just consistent. Yeah, there was but a lot. Slade is more compelling Slade. than Rachel Cool. I'll give sure. you that. 
true. I'll give you that. And I understand that that's actually, I get that that's a driving force for a lot of people. It's, you know, Arrow's set up very similarly to Buffy. There's always a big bad. So um, I do agree that Slade was Oliver's Angelus. So I can go with that, but you're going to lose me on the emotional component. But three was when you're not talking about Elicity. I'm sorry. I just rejected Three was the best season for people who are objective about it. (laughs) Right. We have no opinions that are jaded or skewed in any way. We have no opinions. Completely subjective. Or objective. Sorry. Sorry. However, question. The worst parts of um, of two, like Oliver sleeping with Sarah, is that worse than the Canaries arc episode? Blah blah blah. Interesting. Good call. Mm. It is worse. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yes. yeah. There's like no need, not Listen. even a question in my yeah, mind. Yeah, Callie, this is so like, much worse. This is like Callie's rage episode when that yes. happens. It'll be that fun was to that was where they nearly off. lost me. Yeah, question is rage or boredom worse? No, I'm really looking forward to Callie's head exploding because it explodes every time we talk about this. Um, I'll talk about all the the fan fiction I read of shipping Felicity with other characters once that episode came out. That exploded. That was so mad. Is it worse? Is it worse? Is it worse? Um... And I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve that. I'll answer that question after we watch. My I thought process. It since I watched it the first time, so I'm like, yeah. my thought process is the Oliver and Sarah stuff. It makes me mad, like flames on my face, rage, but I'll still watch it. But Canaries mm-hmm. is just so painful and boring and cringe <laughs> that I'm not gonna watch it. But it wasn't so bad that it made me almost quit the show. That's also true. I did almost quit the show. I, yeah, I, I, didn't, I, I was pretty pissed. Sarah, I, the Sarah really... thing almost made me quit the show. There's been nothing else that put me that close to quitting the show. Yeah, that I, think is when, true. I think when Oliver married uh... Nissa, that's up there. Nissa, I think that we was... just got drunk, oh, right? Man. We just got drunk. Well, that was one of those things where I thought it was going to push me to that point. But then yeah, when but then it happened, like, this is, I was this like, is so ridiculous. And then it reinforced Felicity anyways. I was like, all right, whatever. It was just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember I drank that night, though. You're oh, like, yeah. well, this and I was drunk when I wrote the review. So that'll be funny to reread. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, you know, I feel like by the time we got to Canaries, I feel like my investment in Laurel was about as peak as you were going to get in 3A. And it was such a dismal fucking disaster that I was just like, I'm going to have to let this go because it's just, I was like apathetic at that point. I think as much as I was enraged about Oliver and Sarah, like I still felt a feeling for it. You know what I mean? Like I was still invested. Yeah. I'm just, I'm debating because two and three are kind of neck and neck now that I'm thinking about it. Because there are excellent things about two and disastrous things about three and here's 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 why two will never be better than three in my in my opinion laid on us in two there were vast episodes where felicity had almost nothing to do or like was almost not even a part of it yeah like there in 2b 
It was the dark ages. Yeah, it was bad. They like, there was, I, I forget which episode it was where she had like the one ship. line, like make sure Oliver's okay. And that was it. Yeah. She, you're right. You're right. You're right. I see. This is why I say. And I season three gave us box. a Felicity centric episode with flashbacks. I'm like, this is. Yeah. <laughs> it gave well, us again, Mama's no very, Like after they were doing the um after Comic Con, that Comic Con that year, the summer before season three aired, that was Emily Betricard's coming out party because they were like, "This is our female lead." It was a showstopper Comic Con. We were all so excited. And the focus of the show really did shift. It really, really did shift. He was bejeweled in that moment to bring it. It was. Exactly. (laughs) So, no, I will always, always, always go with season three. Are there things in season three that I didn't like? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But there were were some dark days in season two. Season two was just stressful for me, too. Like, I was stressed out, you guys, about who does he love? Because I felt like I knew the answer, but I didn't know if the writers knew the right answer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. And I was like, they could get, listen, Ask I Callie. listen, <laughs> listen. Central over here. I came from the world of Julie Pleck, that writers can get it wrong real bad. And really, really show. bad. Really, really bad. Like they stick your fave in a fucking trunk and drown him for a season. It's like what? What? They what separate are separated by different dimensions. Watching? So I just yeah. did not know if, if Mark Guggenheim and company were going to basically take Felicity, put her in a safe, and drown her. And it was really worrisome. Once, once I saw two twenty three, I was fine. I was like, once that it was confirmed, Felicity was the unthinkable act. I was like, I, I'm good. Fair end game. We're fine. It's gonna be fine. It's fine. And I just went with it. And it was fine, wasn't and it? And it was fine. It was fine, guys. I know you're gonna say it wasn't fine, but it actually was fine. We got 99 percent of what it we was absolutely fine. It was absolutely fine. But yeah, no, I you got you gotta go three. Also, the three has the Klein, it has it has the restaurant, it has it has it has 320. I mean, it had the promo that broke our brains. I just, there's, there's just. It had, it had Andy running alongside the little thing and taking Yeah, good old Andy. Don't you remember Andy? And man, did they stick it to the Loraverse that year because it was like, I don't even remember falling in love. You know, I can't even remember a time I was hey. in love with you. Yes, Laurel, live your best life. Fuck Oliver. It was the best moment can't wait till we get to see three guys i really can't I'm so excited <laughs> so excited all right guys so we will reconvene and pick up back on arrow yes week. so we got yeah. helena is coming yes, woo, woo. Right. i actually really love helena episodes it was Super highly good. enjoyable when good. i watched it last week i was like mm-hmm. oh this is good and it was just refreshing to see somebody actually has chemistry with Stephen amell you're like okay <laughs> And his it's reaction. possible. I was like, he's he's literally a billboard of abs. Can somebody his sex on a stick? Can somebody like generate a little heat here? And she came and she she was she, a little she did something, a nice something. job. She did a nice job. A little something something from Helena. Yeah. So it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to those episodes. Season one wasn't all bad. It had it moments. Good. It wasn't no. all bad. <laughs> it wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why? I mean, wasn't Mark answering his favorite season? Mark said his favorite season was five. 
And I, I'm going to email and be like, you're just being obstinate. Because you know, yeah, that's five. being obtuse. <laughs> no, he's just being obstinate because he knows what our, uh, the entire Lizzie fandom hates five. I, and he I knows like, that no. fighting words. Yep. Yep. Oh, I love it. It has Samantha in it. Oh, God. <laughs> no, it has Susan. Even oh, Susan. Better. Actually, doesn't it have Samantha in it, too? No, that's not. Yes. Well, briefly before oh, she gets blown cool. up. <laughs> Fucking Barry. Every time when I think that I break up, I think of Barry. <laughs> Fucking red condom from hell. I just. We didn't know the pain he was going to cause us. Do you remember, like, when we were happy about him? If only we knew. (laughs) If only we knew. Remember when we all thought he was a puppy dog, and we were all so excited about the Flash, and we were just like, oh my gosh. Uh, All right. The worst letdown ever. Let it go. Let it go, Jennifer. Can't let it go. All right, ladies. Let it go. We will talk next week. I finally got to join. (laughs) I will be emotionally devastated because I'll have already seen Wakanda forever. And uh, oh, uh, now I I need to see if I'm actually going to go see it because apparently, according to my grumpy cat, all I had to do today was say, ooh, a breakfast sandwich sounds nice and he made me a breakfast sandwich and i'm like you didn't have to make me a breakfast sandwich and he's all like but you said you wanted a breakfast sandwich so i made you a breakfast sandwich and i'm like th- i'm like oh really is that how that actually works now so if i just say i want to go see you have forever, there we go. <laughs> it's like, i wish hmm. that was how this is the first time work. this has ever happened I, I I told him I'm like you just wanted a breakfast sandwich therefore you made yeah, us that's breakfast probably sandwiches more like, that's hey, silver my love though take the win just take the win I, oh definitely take, will just take the okay, win this is a shining moment <laughs> but no God, yes. I wish. God, I wished me just saying right. something wouldn't that All right, be magical? ladies, my pizza awaits well fine eat your pizza okay Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to listen next week. Subscribe to Watch Over on iTunes. Or Google Play. And look us up on Twitter and Tumblr. Bye. Bye.